Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Thank you for joining us back. Happy Monday. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing Monday on today. We're going to go ahead and, of course, thank our beautiful sponsors. Let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by Christian Humor Force Slash Inspiration, which is a Facebook group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So for those of you who are into social media, they have a Facebook page that you can check out simply by searching Christian Humor forward slash that's the symbol inspirations also we have lucille roan who is the founder of honor and truth veteran organization better known as hipvo hipvo exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education mental services peer groups and motivational seminars providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past current and future hipvo has encouraging veteran apparel available that make you proud to be a veteran Please get more information by visiting their website at lucillerone.com. That's L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E.com. So we're going to go ahead as we do every week. And we're going to ask that you would just bow your heads if you're able to, if you're listening with your husband and your wife, if you can join hands as we go before the Lord in prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today giving you all glory, honor, and praise. Father God, just once again thanking you for another day that you've given us here on this earth, dear God. Yes, Father God, God, we know that somewhere, someone did not wake up and survive this day, dear God. Yes. And Father God, for those we ask you to just continue to be with those families, Heavenly Father, who have lost loved ones, dear God. We yes, ask that God. you would just take those souls into your heavenly kingdom, dear God. Yes, we ask God. right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, that you would continue to have your hold over marriages on the day, dear so God. God. We ask for growth and maturity and relationships and marriages, dear God. We come up against anything, Heavenly Father, that is not designed to uh, build up the institution of marriage. Yes. So, Father God, on the day, we just ask that the enemy would not have his way in marriage on the day, dear God, that we would put him under our feet, that love would continue to flow in our hearts, dear God, that forgiveness would continue to go forth in our hearts, Heavenly Father, yes. that those who have wronged us, Heavenly Father, that we can make things that are right and move yes. forward into the future and not settle in the past. Father God, on the day, we're praying for our singles, Heavenly Father, who are desiring to be married. Father God, we ask that you would build them up, that you would equip them with the tools that they need to have a successful marriage, dear God, that they would realize that it's not about singleness, dear God, that it's all about unity and moving forward as a couple for what you have designed for them to do. Father God, on the day we're continuing to pray for our politicians, for our officials, not only in America, Heavenly Father, but all over this world, dear God, that greed would not set in on their hearts, dear God, that they would do what is in the sight of you, Heavenly Father, and not what's in the sight of man. Father God, on the day we're praying for single mothers, we're praying for single fathers, we're praying for the children of those single parents, dear God, that you would help them to get through the things that they go through on an everyday basis, Heavenly Father. That wherever a void is in their life, dear God, that you would be able to come in and you would fill that void for them, Heavenly Father, and make them whole and complete. Father God, we're praying for the homeless on the day, dear God. We're praying for those who have not been churched, Heavenly Father. We're praying for those behind prison walls. We ask that your words penetrate the walls of those prisons dear God and seek out the heart of men and women dear God we ask that that word was set deeply in them dear God and that their lives may be forever changed and Father God on the day we continue to pray for those who are spreading your word we pray for all pastors ministers lay persons at all capacities dear God that are doing your will doing your way we ask that your word be manifested in every way possible and that your blessings continue to flow from here and forevermore so Father God we just thank you we love you we honor you and we adore you in Jesus 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hmm, That was an amazing prayer. And so just to kind of remind you all of our motto and those, if, if this is your first time listening to Marriage Mondays with the Kings, our motto for our show is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for the show comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse six, where it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Okay. And just to do a recap of the last show that we did, you know, everyone knows we were out uh, doing the Easter uh, Passover holidays. And so um, a recap of that show was how past and current hurts limit your marriage. Mm. How past and current hurts limit your marriage. And one of the things we uh, always start out by saying is that if you have some past hurts that are going on and it's coming into your relationship right now, what we have to understand is one of the biggest things we have to do is pray about that so that God can get a hold of that and he can work a miracle in your life and not just you trying to do that by yourself. Amen. Uh, another thing that we said we had to do is be able to distance ourselves to separate ourselves uh, from those things that may have hurt us in the past. Uh-huh. All too often we are hurt by something and we go back and start messing around with the same thing that hurt us knowing what the outcome may be Uh so we need to be able to separate ourselves from that Uh and then we've all been hurt at some point in time in our life whether it be a physical or a mental hurt Uh and in that what we have to understand is that we have to take time to heal and, you know, we kind of discussed about sports and things of that nature. A lot of people get injured in sports and they try to rush the process to get back on the field and they end up doing more damage to themselves and also their teammate when they do that. Mm-hmm. So we asked ourselves that question, you know, from the hurts that we have, are we continuing to damage ourselves or and are we continuing to damage our spouse? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest hurts that I think we do uh, self-condemnation is that we can't forgive ourselves for some of the things that we may have done in the past. We've, we've hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so can we not give way to the enemy and let him push us down because we're so busy blaming ourselves for things? Can we just forgive, have faith in God, turn it over to him and let God give us a new slate? Mm. See, when God gives us a new slate, it gets wiped clean. We start over. See, the enemy would keep a slate and it just keeps stacking up and up and up to where when you get weighed down, you see there's no way to potentially move forward. But let God wipe that slate clean. Don't go back to those old things that you used to do. Don't bring more burden upon yourself and then move forward from there. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we have to think about uh, as well when it comes to the things that may have hurt us in the past is that sometimes people won't let go of those hurts. Mm, and I think I used the true. phrase that people have 20-20 vision to their problems, um, uh, to your problems, but they're blind to their own. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to understand is everyone goes through issues and problems sometimes. Let's not put everyone's problems under a microscope. Let's try to get to the root of those. Let's try to solve those and then be able to move forward from there. That is so true. And so we're going to go ahead and, of course, we give our disclaimers before we get into the show. So views expressed on this show are those of the host, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management, or the advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. 
And so also our marriage money with the King's disclaimer, uh, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information that is shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Mm-hmm. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based on our counseling experiences. Topics for the encouragement of marriage, families, and communities are God desires for us to minister to. Amen. Amen. And so we have our marriage question of the day. And so our marriage question of the day is, what is the root cause of what you argue over in your marriage? Hmm. What is the root cause of what you argue over in your marriage? Wow. And so we're going to get into today's show. Um, A lot of people do not believe... How can I say, we talked about past hurts the last time. A lot of people do not believe and even are willing to recognize how things that they have not healed from, as we talked about in the last show, can be a root cause into their marriage. And so I we, we often hear a lot of married individuals ask this question, why is it that me and my husband or husband, you know, and wife, why is it that we continue to go through the same problems over and over and over and over again? Why do we continue to get in this same vicious cycle over and over and over again? And so I'm sure my husband is going to come from one perspective. I'm going to come from another perspective. I am a big believer of that if you don't heal things, especially in your childhood, you do not see how that manifests in a negative way in your marriage. And so, like I said, he'll come from one, I'll come from another. I will let you know that this this information that I'm going to share, it just solidifies. It solidifies what we're going to be talking about on today. So if you happen to have a pen and paper, if you can write... um. I'm going to be speaking from FocusOnTheFamily.com, FocusOnTheFamily.com. And with that um, site, there are five main things that it speak about that manifests itself actually in your childhood. It's a childhood experience that you deal with and it manifests itself and it show. And they're going to talk about five categories, which I will share with you from my perspective on the show as we go throughout that actually manifests itself in a negative way. So I will share with you these five categories. If you have a pen and a paper, you would like to write it down because you examine yourself. We say this often to determine which category you actually fall in. And I'm going to read some of the things from each of those categories as we go throughout the show. Um, so it's five categories. One is the avoider. The other, the second one is the pleaser. The third one is the vacillator, vacillator, the vacillator. And then you have the controller and you have the victim. Those are the five categories, the avoider, the pleaser, the vacillator, the controller, and the victim. And I will be reading a little snippet from those as we go throughout the show. Okay, so as we move on, you know, we're talking once again about the roots that cause this problem in your marriage. And so one thing I wanted to do is be able to give you a definition of a root, definition of a root. And um, in the dictionary, the root is also a noun And it means the part of a plant which attaches to the ground or to a support, typically underground, Mm. conveying water and nourishment to the rest of the plant via numerous branches and fibers. It also means the basic cause or the source or origin of something. Mm. Wow. So when I look at that definition... And I think about the roots that uh, cause problems in a person's marriage. What I tend to look at 
is the first part of that definition. The part of the problem which attaches itself to the ground or to a support, typically underground. Hmm. So what I ask, you know, myself when I've gone through things like this and for other individuals as well, is what are your roots really attached to? Mm, that's good. They're underground. They're allowed to pull in water and nourishment so that the plant or the branches, if you will, can produce fruit. Mm -hmm. But also notice that if something else gets in the ground, whether it's poison or something that doesn't allow that particular tree or that plant to grow, you're sucking that in through the roots as well. Mm -hmm. So what are you really bringing into your roots? Mm -hmm. And so these roots that cause these issues in our problem, what are they really anchored in? Mm -hmm. Is it on good ground? Is it on stony ground? Is it in sand? Hmm. So sometimes we always want to bring the problems that we have up on another individual. And sometimes it's not even that individual. It's something that we've That's been true. rooted in mm -hmm. that we've dealt with before that we haven't had an opportunity to deal with and be able to move forward uh, from there. Mm -hmm. And so with that, as, as we go forth in this particular program and we're talking about roots, I'm going to be using a knowledge of analogies having to deal with roots so that I can really make this simple and plain. And I'm praying the individuals will be able to understand this, that they'll be able to get it, let it soak down within their spirit, and that individuals' lives will be changed because then they recognize that the root is usually the cause of whether the plant grows or if it doesn't. Mm. So I hope, you know, I'm sitting over here kind of looking at my honey's notes and I'm hoping that I'm not going to, you know, get into his analogies because everybody who's been listening know he's a king of analogies. But us talking about this on today, we can give a good solid example. We like to make it plain before we really go into the heaviness of this. Me and my honey was just having a conversation about weeds. <laughs> Remember, yeah. baby, mm -hmm. we was just talking about weeds and it's a particular product that we use that we put on our grass to kill the weeds. But it seemed like that product that we spend this money on is actually feeding the weeds. Mm -hmm. And so think about it. If you don't pull up the weeds by the root, if you don't pull up the weeds and this is that season where everybody's trying to get the grass back pretty and things like that. You're watering your lawns and cutting them and edging and all that. You want it to be beautiful and green. But if you don't pull up the weed by the root, then it's going to continue to grow stronger and stronger, which is going to cause problems in your grass. Not only will it go, grow stronger and stronger, it will begin to germinate. It'll begin to uh, uh, next thing you know, you have one tall stalk of weed. Now you got 20. You come out the day after that, you have 40. And so that's why it's so important to look at the root of the things that you have not dealt with. What we typically do, if we be honest with ourselves, is we slap a Band-Aid on it. Or we'll say, oh, that's something from the past. But we never connect that something from the past and how it manifests itself in our marriage today. And what we tend to do, like my husband was just saying, I may look at my husband and say, he's the problem. He's the problem. He's the problem. When technically it's not him, it's the problem. I'm the one that's the problem because I'm not dealing with my weeds. I'm not dealing with what's choking out my heart and not allowing my grass to be clean so I could really love my husband and my marriage. That's why a lot of times when me and my husband sit down with couples or just having a conversation, we may be on date night, whatever the case may be, we always say, Quit pointing the finger at your spouse. Don't even start off your conversation because it's something. I don't know about you, baby, but 
as we sit up and we're just around other married individuals, you can tell, and I'm not sharing this with you for you to examine somebody else. Like my husband was saying, don't have 2020 at everybody else's stuff, but you know, you act like your stuff is perfect, but you can tell by the verbiage that comes out of the couple's mouth, what their marriage actually looked like behind closed doors. Mm, can you baby? Yep. Am I being extra in what I'm saying? Mm -mm. You can tell because anything that is negative, they will always say and point it at their spouse. Anything that's negative. I don't care if the valet person didn't bring the car around fast enough. Well, if my husband would have gave him or if my wife would have did this, you, you, it's like you can see what's going on behind closed doors. So that's one. And then when it's always something that's good, they always say, I me. Oh, I'm the one who did this. I'm the one. Generally a marriage where people have dealt with the root, and I'm not going to say that it's perfect. A lot of times the verbiage that come out of the husband and the wife's mouth, whether they're together or apart, they'll always say we. Mm. Me and my husband, somebody will ask us, and I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal, but I didn't realize this. Somebody can ask me a question and say, Shan, what you think about this? And before I know it, not even thinking, I'm like, well, me and my husband, we do this and we da 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 da. It's always we. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, they didn't ask about we, they asked about me. But me and my husband are so enmeshed in our marriage and we've grown together and we've worked together to pull up the roots and the weeds within our marriage that we can't do nothing but speak we because like our scriptures say, you're no longer two but one flesh. So it's either that or I'm always bragging on my husband. And I know from what my husband's coworkers say, he always bragging on me. Listen to the verbiage of what you speak out of your mouth. When it comes to negativity, are you always speaking about others or are you recognizing things in yourself? When it comes to positivity and positive things, somebody say, oh, you all have some wonderful children. Oh, your children, they seem like they're so well behaved and this, that, and other. And the first thing you say out your mouth is, oh, yeah, well, I raised my kids to be like this. Wow, really? So what is the root words that are coming out of your mouth? What are you speaking? Are you speaking togetherness or are you speaking negativity? That's something to examine. Mm, that's real good. And so uh, another thing that we have to take a look at, this, these roots that cause issues in our marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest things that I think causes a lot of issues in an individual's marriage is that you're not really rooted where you need to be. Mm. So if you've ever tried to take a plant from one area, let's say in the country or in the city, mm -hmm. and move it to another area and put it in a different type of soil, it doesn't always grow that well mm. because the roots have become accustomed to, to a certain type of uh, land, a certain type of nutrients. So why do I use that little analogy? Uh, sometimes when we are looking at individuals, and this could be for our single people mm -hmm. uh when you're looking to get married to someone you know is that soil that that person have going to allow you to grow come on oh man we can shut down the show right there is Jesus. that going to allow you to grow or are you going to be scorched or will you wither away mm, so even before you get into a relationship it's it's very important for you to understand your roots and the things that have been come attached on. to you yes. so that when you are planted because the two become one, are you going to be able to bear fruit together? Come on, come on. See, a lot of individuals, they, they ask themselves in their relationships, why are we not progressing? Why are mm, we not doing this? Why are we not able to, to move forward? Mm. Well, maybe it's because you're, you're not rooted together. Oh, my God. Come on. You know, wow. one person is so busy sucking up all the nutrients that the other person can't get anything to survive and be able to, to bear any fruit. Wow. Mm. 
And so what we have to get to a point in, in our lives and understand is we can't just look at the root and think it's going to go away. Come on. We have to be able to deal with that so that those things that we don't want to pop up in our grass, if you will, that we don't uh, feed them more than we feed the grass. Come on. Mm. Wow. And I think a lot of people um, really don't get an understanding of that. You focus so much on the negative. Yes. And you're not willing to accept responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. that you keep feeding those negative things. You keep feeding the weeds and then eventually you end up choking the grass out. Mm-hmm. And then when your marriage fails or you really start having a lot of problems in your relationship, you can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. So the easiest thing I can tell you is this. There is a difference between weed and feed and grass killer. Come oh Jesus. Okay. Okay. So when you use weed and feed, uh, it's supposed to have something in there that feeds the grass but kills the weed. Mm-hmm. Grass killer pretty much kills everything. Mm-hmm. So what are you spreading on your lawn? Come on. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get into, like I was saying, if you all are just not coming on um, this site, focusonthefamily.com, it, it solidifies what we're speaking about today. And so um, the article title, because we don't steal people's stuff, the article title is How Childhood Experiences Impact Marriage Relationships. And so there are five categories that I spoke of just a few minutes ago. I'm going to read from them as we go throughout. So you have the avoider, the pleaser, vacillator, the vacillator, the controller, and the victim. So starting with the avoider, it says, and so, you know, we encourage you to examine yourself and see which category that you actually fall in from your childhood, because this is speaking from childhood, and I tend to go back to that often. So it says, for the avoider, this you're falling in this category. Um, it says people with this love style often come from performance based homes that encourage independence and minimize, even discourage the expression of feeling or needs. Kids respond to insufficient comfort and nurturing by restricting their feelings and learning to take care of themselves. So as adults, they avoid emotions and neediness both in themselves and in others. But this is what I thought was so profound about this category. The individual writing this article says, I began to admit that as an avoider, I didn't look like Jesus. Jesus cried in the garden of Gethsemane and asked for support. Jesus showed his emotions. For me, growth meant learning to identify my needs and ask for help. I realized healing could occur if I would allow Milan to give me what I had missed out on as a child. So that right there, that's just the avoider. But we have four more to go. So I'm as my husband talk, I'm going to come back in with another one. And then you can just kind of examine yourself and see which category you fall in. So I'll be coming up next with the pleaser. Mm, that's good. And I think with that, um, when you have individuals that avoid uh, certain things, only thing it does, it, it, it allows for that issue to grow stronger, stronger and, and, mm-hmm. and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first start seeing weeds in your lawn, sometimes it's best to get out there and start pulling them up by the roots, taking care of it at that point so that it doesn't get out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in our relationships, we identify things that are weeds. Mm. We never say anything. And we avoid them and then they get out of hand. That's true. And then once they're at that point where they're uncontrollable, then we want to call somebody in to try to fix it Mm. when we should have been doing that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with that, we we have individuals that just avoid 
things in their relationships all together. Hmm. Well, I don't want to cause an issue mm-hmm. or I know how this person is going to react. It's mm-hmm. not going to do any good for me to, to say this. And then you have those individuals that avoid the fact that they may be the issue that's causing the problems in the relationship. Mm. We got, ha- we have to learn that we can't avoid things. Yes. You know, um, I can tell you from my own personal experience that the longer you avoid something, the the worse it's going to get. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's easier to handle it when it's just a little bit of grass, I mean, of, of um, weeds that may be in your grass and when it starts to overflow. Mm-hmm. If you've ever worked in a garden and you had to till that garden up and get all the weeds out, then get that fertilizer into uh, the ground, then you plant your crops. The minute you start seeing weeds pop up there, you're out there pulling them out mm-hmm. because you don't want it to choke out the fruit. Mm-hmm. Because when the fruit gets choked out, it doesn't get the nutrients it needs to survive. And from that point, you can't be a provider, if you will, to to be able to eat the fruit that's there. Mm, that's true. And so how do we correlate that to our lives right now? Husbands, wives, you're trying to plant a seed so that it grows. You have to nurture it. You have to water it. You have to come up against anything that is going to keep that seed from growing so that it produces fruit. For your family. Mm-hmm. And so when our children start to lack in certain areas, then I'm just going to tell you to go back and p- start pulling the weeds out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. And so I'm going to go ahead real quick because I know our commercial break will be coming up upon us. But the next, the second category that they have listed is the pleaser. And if you fall in this category, it says as children, pleasers try to be good in order to keep parents from worrying or being angry. Some kids in this environment become extremely well-behaved to compensate for an unruly, disabled, or ill sibling. Pleasers often feel anxious, but they don't get to be comforted. Rather, they end up giving comfort, appeasing the angry parent, or calming the fears of the worried parent. And so ask yourself, um, pleasers avoid conflict and are afraid to be honest about their feelings. This makes it difficult to address problems. The spouses of pleasers say, my mate is too clingy and always want me to be in a good mood. As I discovered Milan's childhood memories and realized how anxious he had often been, my irritation was replaced with compassion for him. No wonder he was always worried about me. He was constantly on high alert as a kid. And even for the avoider, I like when they said, allow your husband or wife to give you what you missed out on in your childhood. That will help with the weed process, the root process of healing if you would allow them. But they don't know as your husband and wife how to help you if you don't know how to communicate to them what it is that you were lacking in your childhood. Many of us don't know because we think what we received in our childhood was a normal and not only was it normal, but it's right. And this is how things should be. But in reality, you're damaged and you're passing on the damage in your marriage and also in your family and you're creating that for the next generation. So continue to examine yourself as we go forward in the show. Good. And I think also uh, with the pleaser, what what we have to understand is, you know, it's okay to please people. You should want to be able to please your spouse. You should mm-hmm. be able to, want to please your children, but we can't forget yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a little bit of self-care. It comes in taking pleasure in doing some things for yourself and making sure that you're a piece to at times so that it's not always about giving 
always to other individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Bible says the two became one. So you have to share those things. You try to balance and make it as equal as possible. Nothing is going to be 50 50. But as long as everyone is pouring into each other, mm-hmm. then, you know, a person may feel uh, satisfied. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't think of anything that may hurt an individual more in a sense is that they're always pouring out, but no one is pouring into them. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know how to receive because we were both in that category. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and, and with that, you know, you have to understand that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You know, once you pour everything out that you've got, then who is going to be pouring into you? How do you get backfilled? That's true. That is so true. Wow. So I guess we're going to go ahead and just do our commercial break, Um, get into that, and then we'll go ahead and come back Um continue in the second half of our show okay so as we go into our commercial break uh, you know we always like to thank those individuals who support marriage mondays with the kings so we want to start out in sycamore alabama mm. and we want to send a big shout out to shavala tare okay shavala tare of sycamore, sycamore. alabama hmm. also okay. to kian quinlan of san diego california yes. so kian thank you so much for being a supporter and then last but not least, to Tosh Fontas of Sydney, Australia. Yes. Tosh Fontas of Sydney, Australia. So uh, we want to thank those three individuals for supporting us, but not only those three, but for everyone that listens to us here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings on KRG and 98.5 FM, The Rock. Uh, we just thank you for your support. We Amen. ask for your continued support, but not just for us, but for KRGN and all of the many um, stations, the many um, shows that are on the station mm-hmm. uh, that are going forth, doing God's will, putting the word out there so they can help not only couples, but people in general. Amen. Amen. And so we thank you. Like my husband was saying, um, usually we do our marriage couple of the week, but we didn't put one down for this week. So we're going to go ahead and continue forward. Okay. But before we continue forward, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, the anniversaries. Okay. Yeah. My bad, baby. No, we got to get our anniversary <laughs> we got shout to get out. The anniversaries. And yes. so we're going to start off in our Round Rock, Texas. Uh, we're going to send a big anniversary shout out to Stephen and Chantrice Gillum. Yes. Uh, married 26 years on the wow. 14th. Happy anniversary. 26 years. Mm. Also to Rasheem and Nisha Howell of Miramar, Florida. Married 19 years on the 14th. Man, these double digits are amazing. <laughs> and then uh, jumping back to Colleen, Texas, to Clarence and Tricia Mathis, uh, married three years on the 15th. Congratulations. Yes. Then uh, Lansing, Michigan, Randy and Patricia Hill Come on. Uh, celebrated their anniversary on the 18th. Mm-hmm. And then we have Sharon and Dee Dee Jose of Coppers Cove, Texas, celebrated 19 years on the 18th wow. as well. Amen. And to uh, mm. old first sergeant and, uh, of mine and a good friend, uh, Joe and Pamela Taylor uh, in Maryland, celebrated 27 years on the 20th of wow. April. 27 years. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we want to send a big shout out to PJ and Brittany McNeil of Cleveland Heights, Ohio, celebrating six years on the 24th. So we have a broad range of, of numbers of yes. uh, anniversaries that are being celebrated. So I don't care if you're celebrating one month or if you're celebrating 100 years. We want to be able to say happy anniversary to you. And once again, we ask that God blesses you with many more to come. Amen. Amen. Now I continue to go forth. I jumped the gun, gun early. <laughs> Got so excited. Um, but we, what I was saying earlier is that we just want to thank you all for sharing the content of KRGN 98.5 FM. 
it really means a lot, you know, not just to us here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings, but just to hear how the audience and see how the audience is going around the world. We say thank you. And so with that being said, Kara Jean is a 100% listener supported radio station. And that means that... If God has placed anything, you know, on your heart for you to be a blessing, for you to sow in, um, and a lot of us, we sow into the seeds of good ground, you know, those who are actually really affecting change. And I will let you know, and like you know, and listening to our show, our hearts and purpose is to affect change for the better, for the glory of God, and so that we will be representing Jesus Christ in the process. Now, um, moving forward. If you would like to be a, a supporter, God is putting on your heart for you to support anything, please consider KRGN and you can support and send your donation of love. Um, you can actually visit the website www.mykrgn.com or the address is 100 West Central Texas Expressway. That's Suite 307 and that's Harker Heights, Texas 76548. Also keep in mind that we always say how important it is to get out and support your community. And so if you have local businesses in your community, we don't want them to close down. You know, that's a a, a part of our community. When you shop at a local mom and shop pop mom and pop shop or a local small business, you support a small business owner, you are giving back to your community. And so not only do me and my husband talk about it, you all can see if you're ever on our social medias and we'll probably put on our um, radio show page how we support too. We actually do it. We shop. We know local business owners by name and we encourage you to do the same thing because we can't complain about our community going down if we're not willing to support it and so we're going to go ahead and move on so we can get back into the second segment of our show we have some amazing content that'll be coming up here shortly but we cannot do that without thanking our spiritual overseers which is pastor rodney and first lady karen gilchrist they keep us covered in prayer and men and women of god we thank you so much for your love your prayer and your support we also have the radio station owners which is mr rondel and his beautiful wife tamisha grace thank you so much for krgn it is simply a blessing to many you have no idea and then to all the radio personalities of krgn the volunteers the sponsors and all those who donate from the bottom of our hearts, not just here at Marriage Mondays with the Kings, but on behalf of KRGN, we thank you for sowing into KRGN so that way we can be a blessing to many around the world because we are international, as you can see. Now, keep in mind, there are a lot of people that are still asking to this date, how do I listen to KRGN? We get inboxes and email messages and all these things, texts and everything. There is a KRGN app on our page, and I will pin it this week at the top of our page. There are different ways, if you are Android user, if you are Apple user or whatever, to where you can download the app. So I'll pin it to the top of our Facebook page, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. You can get the information there. But when you type in Karen FM, it's a royal blue and white app, and you can keep it locked right here at a gospel and they have jazz on Sunday, but it's 24 hours a day. Right now, we're going to get back into the second segment of our show, which is titled, um, I'm sorry, I forgot, <laughs> The Roots That Cause Problems in Your Marriage. All right, so as we go into the second segment, The Roots That Cause Problems in Your Marriage, uh, we've come forth, we've defined 
uh, what a root is. We kind of know how a root um, takes in things so that the plant or the, the tree, whatever the case may be, is able to produce uh, fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, what we really need to concentrate on when we look at that question, what is the root cause um, of your arguing in your marriage, um, we probably need to list some of those things that people can be able to identify with okay. and kind of show you how that may manifest in your relationship and how you can uh, get over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, and I'll, I'll go back to this first one, and these are in no particular order, is insecurities. Amen. Insecurities. You've yes. had some things that maybe happened to you, whether it be in your childhood uh, as you're growing up uh, as an adolescent or maybe in your uh, young adult life and someone did something that caused you to be insecure. Mm. And because of that, you bring that over into uh, marriage. the marriage. Mm-hmm. So insecurities could be some roots that we have to deal with. Uh, you could have grown up in a place that had a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. And because of that violence, you saw that violence and you thought, well, oh, I guess that's the way things are. Uh, this is what I'll do when I get into my relationship, my marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that may be a root cause uh, of some issues within your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then we know that there has been rape, sexual molestation, things of that nature. Uh, because of that, a person has had something ripped from them, taken from them. And so they may not feel comfortable when it comes to intimacy in the bedroom in all manners. That can cause some issues in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of individuals nowadays, and I guess it's been this way for, for a long period of time, is that individuals that grew up without a mother or a father, or maybe even both, mm-hmm. uh, they, maybe they didn't receive the love that they should have gotten from a mother or a father. And so now when they come into an adult lifestyle, into the world of an adult, and they're trying to raise a family, it's hard for them, number one, to be a wife or a husband, much less to be a mother or a father when they didn't have an example there to show them what it was to be like. Mm-hmm. So it can be very stressful on those, uh, those individuals. Uh, trust issues. Uh, a lot of times trust issues started out as a child mm-hmm. that you trusted somebody that they were going to do something that they said they were going to do and they didn't do it. And from that point, you didn't trust that child. I mean, you didn't trust that person anymore. Mm-hmm. That can go as far as a uh, a man telling his son, you know what, go ahead and jump off the car. I'm going to catch you. And then when he jumps, he doesn't catch him. He lets him hit the ground. And that sticks in that child's mind from that point on. And he never wants to trust anybody That's again. That's true. Yeah. And then looking at divorce. Mm-hmm. A lot of individuals have grown up and seen their parents divorce. And they saw that everything that they went through, it may not have been a decent divorce where they say, hey, okay, yeah, we can't live together. Uh, maybe we don't love each other anymore. Let's just go our separate ways in a peaceful manner. That's it. Maybe it was a very messy or ugly divorce. And the children were able to see that. And so So now they bring those issues into their relationship Mm. and it's causing them to get pushed towards divorce. That's true. So I won't go into a long, long list of things, but what I would say, the first thing that you have to do when it comes to any problem that you have within your relationship, you have to be able to identify it. And then Mm -hmm. you have to start working towards solutions to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. It does no good to call it out if you're not willing to work on it to make it better. That's true. And for a lot of individuals in relationships, I believe that the problem has been identified, but maybe one person doesn't want to deal with it because they don't want themselves to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And I think what you have to do in a healing process, sometimes the wound has to be exposed so that the healing process does occur. Mm, So are you blocking your healing that you need because you don't want to address the issue that's at hand? Mm, that is amazing something to think about so we're going to continue with um the categories that we were speaking of there are five categories that people generally fall into from their childhood
particular that's rooted that they never really deal with. However, it manifests itself in a negative way in their marriage. So we gave the first two um, and, you know, gave the first two in the first segment of the show. We are coming from focus on the family.com, which is the website that I'm actually reading from. So we're not stealing anyone's content or material. Now, the vacillator. I know when I said that earlier, because I was having difficulty pronouncing that word, some of y'all are probably thinking, what is a vacillator? Some of y'all are probably on Google right now as we speak. But a vacillator is described um, as an individual that is sensitive and easily triggered by any hint of rejection or abandonment. So that's what a vacillator is. Someone who is easily sensitive and easily triggered by a hint of rejection or abandonment and the category reads this and we're ex- we're asking people to examine yourself not your spouse examine yourself and ask yourself which category you fit in so for a vacillator children of parents who connect in sporadic and unpredictable ways tend to be vacillators these kids get just enough connection to make them desire more which leads to waiting and wondering when their parents might show them some attention again as they wait they begin they become hypersensitive to signs of connection and rejection these long periods of waiting make the vacillator feel unseen, misunderstood, alone, and abandoned. And so that's just something to think about. It says as an, as adults, vacillators are on a quest to find the gratifying, consistent connection they missed as kids. They idolize new relationships, believing they found the perfect mate. But as soon as real life sets in and they have to wait for their spouse to become emotionally available, vacillators are disappointed and blame their partner. People married to vacillators say, I'm getting a mixed message. Come here, go away. I can't make my spouse happy. Go ahead, Miss King. Mm, that's a good one. So, <laughs> that's uh, deep. I want to give uh, you guys this. Um, I was outside cutting... Um, the grass over the weekend. And as I was going through, um, you know, my wife had talked about it earlier. I decided that I was going to raise my mower up and just kind of hit the top part of the grass. And as I started cutting, I started to realize how many weeds there were in the grass. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to do was turn the mower off and I started to pull up those weeds and I threw them out by the side of the street. I started making a pile so that the grass could have more room to potentially grow. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's like God called my attention to a small tree that we have in our yard. Mm-hmm. And, and this is basically what he gave me. Um, sometimes in your marriage, just like in dealing with trees and plants and things of that nature, we have to go through what we call a pruning process. Mm-hmm. And this particular tree that we had in the yard, it's been in our yard for, what? Nine years. Nine, ten years Mm -hmm. or so. And it never really just grew. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's just not the right tree for the yard, whatever the case may be. And then one day I went out, I grabbed a small axe that I had, and I went out and I just took off some of the dead limbs that were just brittle. Mm -hmm. And then I started to water the tree some more. And a friend of mine gave me some stuff. He said, just push this down beside the roots. And you should start seeing some results. And now this tree, for the first time in these nine years, has really started to like bloom out. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not as big as some of the other trees that probably got planted around the same time. But now it's starting to produce. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to deal with with that and, and take a look at is that sometimes God wants us to prune our own marriages. Yes, yes. 
So you get to the root of what the problem is. I got all this dead stuff around the bottom of the tree that is not allowing anything to get up to the top of the tree so that it can flourish out. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to do, I started cutting that away. And so what I kind of take a look at that from a physical aspect is sometimes you may have an individual that gets an infection in their toe. If they don't take care of it, gangrene sets in. Mm -hmm. And then if they... The doctor usually will come in and say, okay, you know what? It's gotten so bad now. The toe is riding away. We need to remove that toe. Mm-hmm. person may say, well, I don't want to remove that toe. doctor will say, well, if you don't, you may end up losing a foot. Yes. Yes. And so in our lives, can we recognize these issues early on and just lose whatever portion that we have to prune off so that it doesn't affect the rest of the body? Mm. And one of the biggest things that I think we need to prune is probably our pride. Come on. That's because we one. don't want to give in to the issues that we know we have. Mm-hmm. We don't want our issues to be brought forth. So we don't want to get to the root of that. We're not going to prune anything. We're just going to let that rot us away. Mm. The other thing when I say it, and I'm not, I don't want to say this in a negative manner, but mm-hmm. it's just the way that the analogy comes out, the way God kind of gave it to me. You know, when a person loses a foot like that or a toe like that, a lot of time it has to do with gangrene. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in plants it has to do with fungus. So ask yourself the question, who or what is your gangrene or your fungus? Mm. Mm-hmm. That gangrene may be some past hurts that you went through. Family members. That fun- that fungus may be some family members that's always causing turmoil in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So can you go ahead and start pruning yourself away from those things so that it does not affect your body? Mm-hmm. Because if too much gangrene or fungus gets into anything, it kills the entire system. That's true. So can you get ahead of that so that it doesn't cause you to lose your relationship? Your fruit is able to bear. And you got one thing you got to understand is when fruit starts to bear from a plant, it just doesn't feed in, in a sense, one person. Mm-hmm. It can reach out to multiple individuals. Mm-hmm. And understand that f- when God intended for fruit to come forth, he didn't allow just a tree to, to uh, have one pear. And once you pick that pear, nothing else comes from it. Mm. something else is going to pull from that as long as you don't break some of the stems, you know, at times. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to understand is our fruit isn't necessarily meant for us. So you take care of your roots so that somebody else can be blessed. Come on. Mm. And if you want to start that with say, well, you know, as a husband, I'm going to take care of my roots. I'm going to deal with these issues that may come up in my life. So it doesn't affect my wife. Mm -hmm. Therefore it doesn't affect my children. That Mm. way my fruit can keep bearing and giving and giving and giving. Mm. I think those are the things that we have to really uh, take a good look at. And then the other thing I think it's important for us to look at, too, there's a separation that we have to make within our lives when it comes to uh, the root causes of individuals. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have a something that you may have done to yourself that caused those roots and that bad grass or the weeds to start, you know, forming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's somebody else. Learn to separate those two. And if you're that somebody else, take that responsibility so that both individuals can grow. Wow. I think that that spirit of pride has gotten in us so much that nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. And the longer you sit back and you're not willing to take that responsibility, the longer you're going to continue to have that problem. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like your marriage is on a 
merry-go-round or ferris wheel and you keep going through the same thing over and over and over again ask yourself the question what are you not addressing and what are you not accepting blame for mm-hmm. wow so i'm going to read um the fourth and fifth category but how they have it listed here on focus on the family.com they have it listed together and again for those of you just joining in or even came in on the second second half or second segment The reason why we're reading this is because number one is their material, but number two, it speaks volumes to what we're speaking in and solidifies a lot today. So category four and five is the controller and the victim. Okay. The controller and the victim. So the controller is five and the victim, the controller is number four and the victim is number five. And it reads kids who are raised in chaotic homes where connection is not just unavailable or sporadic, but also dangerous tend to become controllers or victims. Their parents often have serious problems, including addiction and mental illness. So they don't relieve stress for their child. They are the source of the stress. And it says compliant kids who are who are fearful and submissive become victims at an early age. Growing up, victims learn to tolerate the intolerable. It seems normal to be mistreated. And this abuse rips apart the victim's self-esteem and confidence. And so it says feisty kids fight back and learn that they must control or be controlled. As adults, they vow to never again be put in a position where they feel the pain they left growing up. Anger is the one safe emotion for controllers because it's intimidating. They often want to be in command because it keeps them from feeling vulnerable or powerless. And so what I wanted to add with this is that generally those, like I said, who grew up in really severely dysfunctional homes where they had to, in a sense, quote unquote, survive. And those who have been in any type of abuse, um, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, um, grew up poor, whatever the case may be. These are generally the ones that fit in this category. You always have to feel like you are in control. So that way you don't have to worry about being victimized. And on the flip side of that, with people who fall in this category, and I, I, I could speak to a lot of this. I'm speaking from self and knowledge and things that I had to change in my own route. Cause you know, we had to be, we're very transparent, me and my husband. And so with this, generally when these are your control freaks, these are the ones that, you know, they have to be in control of everything. And when someone else try to do it, they can't give and will over the power to somebody else. Like, let's say if it come to paying the bills next month, because I may be away on a business trip and my husband paying the bills, I'm going to be double checking to make sure he did it right because it's never not good enough. So these are ones that generally fall into that category as well. You put your spouse down, even though they're trying the best that they know how, because it's not to your standard. So therefore they're never not good enough. So if you fall into this category, I ask that you would go into prayer. (laughs) This was one of my roots that I could speak on that I had to work and change for the betterment of our marriage. Yeah. And and one of the things that I I wanted to take a, a, a quick look at, is that, you know, we, we have problems in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those root causes could be just about anything. Yes. And so what I would tell you is this. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's okay to get rid of the roots, but you know, sometimes those bad things that happen to us in life, the things that we go through, Mm -hmm. we have to kind of keep a a little bit of that in our minds so that we learn from it Mm -hmm. and we grow from it. And then we try not to go back there again. So, you know, we can't just say, you know what, we just going to throw everything out. Sometimes you have to keep some of those things in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. has a uh, memory factor so that you don't go back there again. That's true. And so a lot of people just want to say, you know what, um, Another version of this, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, they want to throw out all the bad stuff and then all the good stuff along with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to separate some of those and some of the things you have to keep in order to be able to grow. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if if my tree outside isn't bearing the fruit that I want, I don't go throw the whole tree away. Yeah. It's easier to just, uh, it's easier to do that. But, you know, when you put a little work into it, then you're going to bear something out that is going to be far more worse than just starting over again because you can easily go get another one. Mm, That sounds like people who start over and over again in marriages. Come on. Oh, my God. You you don't address uh, the problems that you have to try to get them fixed. Instead, you just throw the marriage away and figure out we'll start all over again. And it's the same process and you six marriages in, nothing still ain't changed. Precisely. (laughs) <laughs> and then at what point do you start realizing that the problem may not be the other person and come on. it may be you my god come mm. on so before we before we read because i know we're going to be getting ready to wrap up um it was something that was important in what i read on today and it's it says um like i was saying allowing your husband and your wife to give you what you missed out on in your childhood that's very important but the question before we get ready to kind of wrap up this show we have about seven more minutes left what do you lack or what did you lack in your childhood that you wish you would have had? Mm. Because see, what we tend to do sometimes in our marriage is that which we lacked in our childhood. We are not because it's the child us. It's the little child in us that lacked that in our childhood that our par- the parents didn't give. And some people may say, well, I had everything. I had the fancy clothes. I had the car and I had all that. But you didn't have the love and attention that you need. It sounds like in that category, your parents just bought you everything. So instead of giving their time, they bought you material possessions. And that's what you're wrestling with right now in your marriage or whatever, which is not truly love. And I'm not knocking anybody. However, identify what you lacked. What did the little you lack in your childhood and how can the adult you listen to the key words that I'm saying the little you lacked it but how can the adult you communicate that to your husband and your wife and then step three allow them to to be that for you or give that because what I know about husbands and wives teams that truly love each other as if it's something that my husband like, you best believe I'm going to try my best. Now, now I'm not saying this because somebody is out there being smart. Let's say, God forbid, he didn't have uh, his mother growing up. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be his mama because I'm his wife. You know what I'm saying? But so, so don't be so simple minded. I hate to say it like that in that think a little bit deeper. And that's the problem. We stay on the surface where the grass is, but we never go deep to make sure we clear out those roots that are damaging to our marriage so what did you lack in your childhood that you wish you had and then how can the adult you communicate that in a mature way to your husband or your wife so that they can go ahead and you all can um the two becoming one as the word of god says that's good and so as we move to our marriage question of the day of course the marriage question of the day is what is the root cause of what you argue over in your marriage Hmm. what is the root cause of what you argue over in your marriage and the answer for that that i will give is that each individual 
each couple has to be able to answer that question for themselves. That's true. Once you answer that question, I think the, the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. in, in order to be able to answer that. Mm-hmm. So be honest, identify, and then set your goals that you want to work towards so that you're able to maybe overcome that. And a part of that is what my wife was talking about, was being able to communicate in an effective manner so that both individuals understand what's going on. You both work together so that that root cause doesn't continue to come up in your marriage over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then our thought of the week comes from Anthony D'Angelo, and it reads, When solving problems, dig at the roots instead of hacking at the leaves. Mm-hmm. Once again, when solving problems, dig at the root instead of hacking at the leaves. And, and you know, that's probably a topic that's that you can, you can preach on for days and days yes, to come. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of couples do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the root cause, but they're going to hack at the, the other person in the relationship that's trying to help them grow. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that the roots and the leaves are an attachment of, of each other. Mm-hmm. And so why do we do that? Why do we try to hurt the thing that um, the person is trying to help us the most? Mm-hmm. And once again, you know, it, it I think it's fear. Mm, that's it, good. It, it's a fear that the weakness that I may have. The lack that I feel about myself. Being vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable. And I don't want to be exposed to that because when you're in that dating process, don't nobody come out and be like, hey, girl, you know what? Uh, I grew up without my daddy, so I don't know how to be a father. Uh, I've got some insecurities. No, you want to be the biggest, best thing out there for that person that you're trying to talk to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I got all my stuff together. I'm good. My credit score is straight. I'm a man. I know how to lead this, that, and the other. But then once you get married, you find out something different. Oh, come on. Come on. I almost shouted. I almost so shouted. So what we have to understand is that, you know, everyone has issues and problems. It's how we answer to those, how we handle those situations that truly define us. Mm. And so when we're defining ourselves, one thing that we can't do is free, create a false premonition or a false uh, image mm-hmm. of what we want to be when we know we're really not that. Come on. You so a person sitting up here just faking it until they make it, I guess, which I cannot stand that phrase. Mm-hmm. Let's fake nothing. Yes. <laughs> Don't nobody like fake cheese. They like the Velveeta. There you <laughs> go. And so, you know, uh, a root cause of some individuals' problems is that everyone's trying to fake stuff instead of trying oh, to be my real. God. Yes, God. And then trying to slap God on it. That's it. Oh, God put us together. Baby, you ain't even worked on your roots. That's it. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I would tell individuals is that, you know, you've got to have those discussions. Get it out there in the open. Amen. Talk about it. Because if you could take that person with the issues that you know that they have, come on, you probably can take them with the issues they don't know that they have. But you know what, too, baby, and I don't mean to cut you off. At the same time, thinking about that, when your husband and your wife come to you and they're trying to be vulnerable, don't knock them down. Yeah, that ain't Don't the shoot them down. Because if they're starting to be vulnerable with you and open up their heart and the things that they went through, just be mature enough and tell them, No, just be man and woman enough, husband and wife enough to tell them I'm not mature enough to handle your vulnerability. Mm, Come on. That's it. That'll preach. Yeah. And then you being open about that, that individual being open, it it just opens up the door for you to love on each other even more. At a deeper level. You know, and I think with society today, we get so focused that everybody has to be so strong Mm -hmm. when we have to realize that, you know, everyone has a weakness at some point or time in their life. That's true. You know, everyone doesn't handle situations the same. That's why God gave us a help meet so that we can have a person to support us. That's true. The, the, The areas in my life that I lack in, 
my wife is usually strong in those so we kind of balance each other out and i think also with that uh, as we get ready to close when, when we talk about the root causes of our problems you know just ask yourself that that question are the roots that I'm throwing out there, the ones that I'm really getting down to, going to help me heal? Or am I going to continue to feed those and it's going to help uh, continue to make me sick? Hmm. So that's our show for today. We want to let you know that Marriage Mothers with the Kings is brought to you by Humor, uh, Christian Humor for slash Inspiration, a Facebook page that's designed to uplift um, and bring humor to everyday life. And then Lucille Rome, who is a founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPVO. You can check her out by visiting L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E dot com. Join us back next week on Monday, May the 6th, as we will discuss finding safety in your marriage. The question of the day, what is preventing you from safety in your marriage and do you find safety in God? So please feel free to communicate with us. Um, if you have any topics or questions you would like to be discussed, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube channel is Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Twitter handle is at K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. And we ask that you would be back with us next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We ask that you always keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The, the Rock. Rock.